Wolfpack Nation. This is Scott Woods, One Man Wolfpack. Uh, we're back. I hope you enjoyed the last episode with Coach Elliot Avent. I have a very, very special guest today. Very special. Uh, he's actually the first uh, basketball player I met when I got to campus, actually to campus. Uh, he's one of five NC State basketball players with 1,200 points and over 1,000 rebounds. And I can tell you he's one of the only ones within, like, this actual generation. The rest of them are, are a lot older than he was. So he played in a Sweet 16 with me. Uh, he played uh, on the Israeli national team, which we'll get into that as well. Uh, I'd like to welcome my good friend and uh, a guy that probably, outside of my point guards, who probably get most recognition, most of my points came because of this guy because he's setting screens, Richard Howe. <laughs> My guy, Scotty Wood, best three-point shooter I ever played with. <laughs> I appreciate it. So before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up to Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they're offering $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one pay through your turn for you to bonus into cash. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So my first thing is literally the first guy I meet, roommate Richard Howe. Um, obviously, we knew a little bit about each other because, you know, we're uh, – you know, getting recruited. So you're kind of following the recruiting class, all this kind of stuff. Uh, we take him, me and my parents are down there. We take him to Pizza Hut. Do you remember this? Of course I do. Of course we, I do. We take him to Pizza Hut. The very, the very first thing we do, and he was the quietest guy I have ever met. He said maybe five words the entire time, which I understand. Listen, it's a big step. You know, you're coming from Georgia. I'm coming from Indiana. You know, you're away from home. It's the first time, you know, you're, you're leaving your parents and stuff like that. It was the quietest, most awkward, uh, uh, I don't know if it was lunch or dinner, uh, but, you know, looking back on it, uh, especially I feel like between the two of us and the things that we've accomplished at NC State, you know, a lot of our things kind of went hand in hand. So I'm glad that, you know, the first time we stepped on campus, it was me and you, so. Man, man, it was uh that, that that was that was a fun time, man. We I remember your pops, your pops was there, your mom, your dog, your yeah. dog, and you had the black Camaro. <laughs> was it was it black? You had the black Camaro, yeah, man. Yeah. I remember uh we went to Pizza Hut. I, I didn't say too much. I definitely remember. It was very awkward for me because I think my dad kind of dropped me off and left. So yeah. like I was more I was more I was more nervous. Your dad was still there, you know? Yeah, yeah. No worries. Know, no worries. But, uh... <laughs> but that's awesome. So here, the first question I got for you is, is growing up in Atlanta, you know, uh, what was it like growing up there? Was like, was it basketball to start? Like, did you know it was basketball? Did you have anything else that, you know, you might have, you know, felt like playing? Uh, kind of go through that when you kind of grew up there and when you knew you wanted to play basketball. Well, um, first it was football. I actually was a Terrell Davis Denver Bronco fanatic. I was a I was a huge uh, Terrell Davis fanatic. I had number I had his jersey. You know I, I wore it all the time. I, I wore it to school. I wore it to play football and outside with my friends. So football was my my first like 
the first thing I really loved as far as sports. You know, I, I really yeah. fell in love with it. And I, it's crazy because we was always playing outside, but I never really realized, I never really envisioned myself playing on the team. So I remember one time I go to school and I was born in Brooklyn, New York. So when I came to Atlanta, you know, I, I met everybody. I didn't know that there was, you know, peewee football or whatever. So I finally get introduced to the school. I see people coming with their Cedar Hill jerseys on, their, their football jerseys. Every Friday, they would come with their jerseys on. So I start, I'm, I'm, I start get curious. I'm asking, what jerseys is this? And then I, I'm, okay, yeah, the football team, can I play? I can sign up. And it was, it, it went from there. It jumped off from there. But eighth grade comes, my father gets deployed. My father let, gets deployed to Iraq, I mean, to California because of uh, the September 11th thing. Mm -hmm. So he's gone for a while. And he was, um, football was his main thing. He loved football as well. Yeah. But it was to the point where, you know, he he was more of a coach, you know, than, yeah. uh, than what he should have been. So when he left, I kind of lost that that love for it. And I picked up the basketball. And that's when I got in. I got I started playing. Uh, I learned what 21 was. I started playing horse. I started playing pig. And I um, mean, it was over from there. It was like, I, I'm cool with basketball. I don't have to go to training camp for, for, for six weeks. You don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. And because, you yeah. know, eighth grade through through high school, football starts getting a lot more serious. So uh, I, I just made a decision, man. You know, I'll be lazy and stick with basketball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say uh, a lot of people listening are going to be glad that you, you decided to stick with basketball. That's for sure. So so that connection. So I always I feel like in the old days there was a connection, you know, Indiana Everett case, you know, Monty Tao, uh, a lot of people from Indiana ended up coming to NC State for for basketball. Mm -hmm. One of the things I feel like nowadays, um, especially when we were playing, you know, it was you, it was Lorenzo Brown, uh, Ryan Harrell came through, uh, JJ Hickson, I believe, and now even yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, CJ Leslie. As much as he's from, you know, the area now lives in he's Atlanta. From where we from? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it, I mean. <laughs> Talk, kind of talk about that connection. What made, obviously, you know, um, we had Coach Harris who, you know, loved recruiting that yeah. area. But yeah. what made that area such a hotbed for basketball? Um, I mean, Atlanta's a, Atlanta's hot basketball state, period. State yeah. uh, football, basketball is, you know, high school, middle school. They, they take it very seriously. So, um, and, you know, oddly enough, me, Lorenzo, CJ Leslie, Ryan Harrell, um, and like you said, CJ's from here, but we all grew up together. We all grew up mm -hmm. playing on the same AU team. Me and Lorenzo grew up playing against each other, you know, um, yeah. high school. And his high school was literally 10 minutes down the street from mine. CJ Leslie would meet us, you know, in Las Vegas. He would meet us in California on the weekends for our trips. You know, he didn't come to practice with us, but that's how good he was, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't practice too much <laughs> with us, but he showed up on the games. You know, we he, we met him on every Friday. He would be sitting, waiting in the hotel, you know, for the yeah. team to get there. Um, Ryan Harold, Ryan and Lorenzo, they really grew since, you know, childhood friends. They, they really grew up together. I met Ryan when I was probably like seven or eight, uh, seven to eighth grade. Uh, him and Lorenzo was on the same team. I'll tell you a funny story. They're on a team called Team Georgia. It's one of the best teams in in, in Atlanta. Um, we're young. We're very young. And I'm. this is when I'm telling you I'm just now crossing over to basketball. So I haven't played an AAU game. I don't know what it was. I got invited to a practice. I don't know how serious it was. Yeah. So I get down to downtown Atlanta. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, run and shoot. I get to run and shoot. This is where they have a practice at. And as soon as I walk in, I see Lorenzo and Ryan. They both have headbands on. I'm telling you, we're 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 
we're, we're pups. We're little pups. They're sitting at a free throw line, dribbling the ball with two, dribbling two basketballs, doing the ball handling drill. I'm, I'm yeah. shocked. I'm amazed. I'm, I'm, I know I can't do it. So, you know, I go in there. Of course, I'm trying to warm up. Everything's bouncing off my feet. I probably was there for like 30 minutes and I left. I was so embarrassed. This was the first time I met Lorenzo and Ryan. The first <laughs> time I met them, I was in their tryout for 30 minutes, left. Never, never went back to Team Georgia. <laughs> I went to a whole different team and I almost like reinvent myself, you know, like, I, yeah. okay, I've seen them. I'm, I'm going to get on my horse, you know, and uh, <laughs> that, that, that was, that was crazy. They don't know that story. They don't know that story. Well, so I never got cut, but I actually did get cut from that team, team Georgia. I was seventh grade. <laughs> well, I get, I got a weird feeling. Whoever that coach from team Georgia is looking back on is like, yeah, I should have probably kept, uh, kept a hold of that kid a little bit longer and gave him a chance. Uh, <laughs> So let's kind of let's just break down kind of our four years, you know, um, obviously starting with the first year, we both come in. Sydney Lowe's the head coach, uh, you know, Coach Harris, Coach Strickland, Coach Tao, Levi. Uh, we, get, we got all those guys there. So kind of just give the rundown, especially that first year, you know, obviously uh, your expectations. I mean, our first two years were, were, you know, two of the tougher years, especially of our career, because, you know, we come in with the with pretty big expectations. Our recruiting class was, you know, was one of the, the solid recruiting classes. So we, you know, we had an expectation. We were going to come in and we we're going we we're going to win some games and it didn't yeah. necessarily translate like that. Kind of talk about, you know, obviously those two years in that era that kind of shaped you into a basketball player a little bit, or um, even not, not necessarily discouraging, but, you know, we didn't win a lot of games. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of positivity there. Obviously we knew, we knew we had the talent, uh, mm -hmm. just kind of talk about how that shaped you and, and looking back on it, you know, the things that you remember. Um, I'll start off with this, that those two years really shaped my professional career as far as knowing how to keep a team together, as far as team camaraderie, team camaraderie you know, as far as chemistry, as far as being close with the people that you're going to go to war with. And I'm, I'm speaking the people who are on your basketball team. I'm not talking about the coaches. I'm talking yeah. about, the people that are in the locker room that you see every day. Um, it taught me that because there, you know, we there was so many other things that was going on. Um, and it of course it affected how everybody played on the floor, you know. Yep. So it, it really showed me, okay, sometimes, you know, always listen to the coach, but us five that's on the court and us five that's on the bench, we have to be like one, you know, we have to be a glue. That yeah. that um it really instilled in me, you know, you 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 got to be together with your team because some the coach and the players might not be, they're not going to be on the same page. The coach might be on the same page with two of the players, you know, but it's eight more other players out there that's on different pages. So yeah. it, it really, it, in hindsight, it really taught me how to you know stay with your team no matter what. Um, yeah. And it also taught me, you know, to keep going. Of course, we definitely were were losing games, and it was more frustrating because. Um, we were contributing and we weren't playing as much as we thought we should be, you know, yeah. and that's the dynamics of coming as a freshman mentally yeah. thinking that, thinking that you're, you're, you're this and you're that and I deserve to play, but no, it's, it, it, you know, it was so many other factors that went into it. So just keeping it, looking at the bigger picture too, you know, we came yeah. in there as freshmen thinking that, yo, we're going to play these, we're going to go in here, we got, we're going to win these games, you know, we're going to get our numbers, we're going to get yeah. drafted. We come in here with all of these crazy things, not knowing what we're coming into, you know. Yeah. So it was a, uh, I think that for me that was the biggest thing, man, just keeping my team 
making sure my team stay my team, <laughs> yeah. you know? And yeah. uh, I, I look back now and it's like, we still, even though all that we didn't lose, so we lost a lot of games, you know, freshman year, sophomore year, we still kept our core, which made us going to our junior year that much stronger. Yeah. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? We had the perfect chemistry. We still was great friends with everybody, you know, yeah. with the coaching change. If we accepted the coaching change, so, we, you know, we bought into it. Um, and it matured us. I think those two years definitely was a, a, a growing phase uh, for me, for you, uh, for Deshaun. Yeah. I think Lorenzo had his best growing stage at Hargrave, which prepared him for coming to NC State, you know. Yeah. So um, it, it definitely it, – those two years, as much as, you know, people say it was this and it was that, for the player that was on the court, it helped us tremendously. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things, too, just kind of looking back on it um, – I mean, we could have very easily, you know, taken the easy way out and just transferred, transferred out, exactly. went somewhere. I mean, exactly. and then, you know, obviously we lost, you know, Deshaun and a couple others, um, which I don't, I don't blame them whatsoever. You know, they went on to go have great careers. Well, at, at I'm some other places. Right there. I'll stop you right there because I 100% blame uh, Deshaun Painter. <laughs> and he'll tell you this, that he, that's my brother. <laughs> Till this day, he comes to my house, you know, that's my brother. He'll tell you. Um, and people don't know this either. When Deshaun told, Deshaun, I knew before everybody Deshaun was going to transfer. We were sitting there. He was my, you know, he was our roommate. He yeah. told me, but I shrugged him off. I shrugged him off. I didn't believe him. Two weeks later, KB comes to me and was like, what you going to do? Your, your boy gone. Your boy gone. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's lying, okay? And, and KB was like, Richard, he got his papers. He, he's gone. I swear you can ask Deshaun. I didn't talk to Deshaun for two weeks. And within those two weeks, he left to go to Virginia. So those two weeks turned into a whole school year. Yeah. I didn't talk to Deshaun until he came back to visit State. And I didn't want to talk to Deshaun. KB made me talk to Deshaun. That's how hurt I was. I was done with Deshaun Painter. I loved him to death, <laughs> but I was so hurt. I was so hurt. Because we had a chance. We we had a chance. And, you know, it was more than basketball for me. That I came in, like I said, I seen you first. And then Deshaun. I seen Deshaun. And, like, that yeah. was, you know, it was it was me and him. And it, when he left, it broke my heart. It broke my yeah. heart. But that's one of the things, too, a lot of people don't see, you know, how close we get as, you know, as people, the connection mm -hmm. we create. The connections um, and stuff, yeah. Uh, I, I look back on it, like, the other day, I, we, we had that little golf outing. I mean, I played with, with Ralston and Stotts, and it just shows what kind of family, um, you know, NC State basketball is, because mm -hmm. I, I didn't play on the court with Ralston. That's yeah. one of the things. I He was a red shirt. He didn't travel with the team. But till this day, you know, uh, we kept a connection, you know, it's, it's, it's like the other guys in a, with the TBT, you know, we, we played TBT. I didn't, I didn't play with any of them. Obviously we played some pickup with, with the guys, yeah, but yeah. it's, it is, it's that kind of family that a lot of it, people it, don't see is that how close we get, you know, off the court mm -hmm. as well. So, exactly. you know, being yeah. able to go back and, 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 and talk with the players, you know, being able to be on the yep. court and, and uh, you know, talk with the players there when, when, when Godfrey was there, you know, we was able to do that, you know, yep. so. For sure, for uh, sure. So, and it definitely helped us. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were able to learn. That's what you, that's what you want. So, uh, we're moving on to our for our, to our junior year. Uh, they announced Coach Godfrey is going to be the next head coach. Um, I I didn't know who Mark Godfrey was. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I know I know Lorenzo uh, knew of him a little bit, uh, yeah. but I I didn't know him. So, kind of kind of talk talk that process when when the coaching changed was happening one kind of what went through your mind and then what was your expectations moving forward off of that uh well 
when the culture change happened, I, I was just, I really didn't know what what to think or what to expect. You know, yeah. um, I was hearing rumors about, of course, when I heard it was Mark Godfrey, there was a, it was a chance would be Mark Godfrey. Of course, I was ecstatic. I, I, I know, I know Coach Godfrey. He came. He, he when he was at Alabama, he recruited most of us. Um, he yeah. been at my high school a few times. Um, so he 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 has a he. At Alabama, you know what I'm saying, Jamario Davis, so we all kind of come from the same area, you know, so yeah. I knew who he was. I didn't, I'm not going to say I knew the type of coach he was, you know, I'm not going to say I knew this or that, but I knew the person, Mark Garfield, and yeah. um, I was like, yeah, I, 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 I like, you know, so when he actually got there and, he, and we had a conversation, man, I, I tell people all the time, Mark Garfield changed my basketball career. We yeah. had a man-to-man -man conversation because um, I was, I was, at that time, I was at the point where it was like, I don't, I don't really care about basketball no more. You know, like um, we're losing. I'm not playing. You know, yeah. so like it's it's. I was just in a foggy situation, and Godfrey came and we had a real man to man conversation. He told me, Richard, you need to lose weight. Richard, you need to get focused, and you know, even if you don't make it to the NBA, you can make money overseas. And yeah. you know, we don't think about overseas. We don't think about none of that. The only thing we think about is the NBA. So overseas yeah. to me was a failure. But at that time. When he told me that, um, I don't know what spoke to me. It spoke to my soul. I, 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 you can, you remember? I think I lost twenty pounds in two weeks. Like yeah. I went crazy. I went, I yeah. went crazy, and um, it turned my, it turned my, my focus. Everything just, it was a three sixty for me. I, I yeah. don't know what kind of man he is. I don't know what he did. Those words he said, the little pastor words or whatever it was, but man, he got me motivated, and it was, it was. I took off from there, and I give yeah. that. Thanks to him, I love that man to death, man. Yeah. Coach Garfield, that's my guy. That's my shout guy. Shout out, shout out to Bob Alejo too. I'm sure he was. Oh man, shout out to Coach Alejo. He already know. That's what he, <laughs> I'm his warrior. He already know what it is. We went. We, he put me through the trenches, man. That's my guy. Yeah. So the first words I told Coach Godfrey, he's coming in, and I, I, I again, I didn't know who he was, and I went and shook his hands, and I'm Scott Wood. I said I know who you are, and I, I told him I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to tell you something. I don't want you to take this like personally or like. I told him, I said, I, I want you to know that this, this is not rebuilding. Uh, the players you have are good enough to win games. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, th th it's not rebuilding. We've got the talent. We just need the structure. If you can, if you can give us the structure and, and, and develop a little bit, this team can be really, really good. That's, and, and looking back on it, that year we end up going to a Sweet 16. So mm -hmm. Kind of talk real quick about that Sweet 16 year. What are some of the things you remember and why? Because, uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I think we were, like, predicted to finish eighth or ninth in the ACC. Yeah. What Man. made that team so good? Uh, again, I will take it back to those first two years with the <clears throat> with the chemistry. Um, yep. Those guys that wasn't playing, me, you, um, and then we had – Oh my God, CJ Williams, and yep. he was, you know, a prime example of somebody who stayed ready. Yeah. And then, you know, when it come, I'm, 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 I'm gonna take off, and I'm, don't matter what happens, I'm gonna keep a smile on my face. And he was yeah. another. He was, of course, another one of those people who kept the circle tight too. During yeah. the off season, he was having making pancakes for us at his apartment at College Inn. You know, those <laughs> little things, those little things help. You know, yeah. so. Um, the chemistry was was amazing and the way Godfrey came in and kind of let people be in their spots and yeah. um those spots excelled for everybody you know TJ midrange was exceptional this is where he excelled at you know and right. then he can kind of be anywhere with the ball you know CJ Williams was the same way um 
he had me up top, you know, making decisions with the ball passing. He put me in position to screen for you. You know, he put Lorenzo in position to be a playmaker, but also yeah. take advantage of, of, of a mismatch. Um, I think the UCLA offense that John Wooden, I, I loved it. And I think it fit us so well. And yeah. we bought into it. There was no arguments. There was no going back and forth. There was no questioning his system. We bought into it. We loved it. And, and, and it took off. Yeah. And that's one of the things, too, that, uh, like, obviously, if I ever get into coaching, that it's putting your 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 guys in situations to be successful. Um, yes. And I feel like he he was able to take, you know, one through five, one through six, and put you on a court to be successful. And then the second thing, that was really, really big, um, that UCLA offense, you didn't know who was going to end up scoring. So you always felt like you were involved in every single play. A lot of times, a lot of times now, uh, you know, you got two guys that aren't involved. They just stand there. They don't care anymore. But when you got five guys that know, I'm going to have to do my job because if I don't do my job, nobody's going to get open. They all got to work at the same time. It's it's a lot more enjoyable, especially on the, the offensive offensive end of play. So so then we get to our senior year, a lot of hype, preseason six. We got three five star recruits coming in. Obviously, looking back on it, it it wasn't the you know results we wanted. Uh, uh, me, KV, and TJ, uh, and you will be you know at the Dale, and we'll be chatting about how that was like. You know, one of the most talented teams to ever come through here, and we can't believe we didn't go to a Final Four, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Anyways, just kind of touch on that. I don't want to get too deep into it because we'll get all – we'll get we'll get really deep if we want to. But um, yeah. just kind of talk about that season. And obviously, you know, saying that you're ranked six in the nation is, is awesome, but at the same time, uh, not fully living up to that expectation either. Yeah, man, that was – uh, I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it, Scotty. We know uh, that was a very disappointing season. You know, we yeah. come in, we come in the uh, rank sixth. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Deshaun leaves, which really hurts us. Yeah. It really, really hurts us as a six, as a as a true six man that could be playing a, a starting position at probably almost any school. It truly hurt us um, that he left. And um, I'm not, I'm not making that as an excuse. But, you know, it was just a disappointing season all, all around um, yeah. on, on the court. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I wish I could say something that could, <laughs> that could you know, justify why. Because I, I, I can't pinpoint. Of course, I can pinpoint it. But there's no <laughs> – we don't need to get in, you know, to yeah. that. It, it well, was I mean, a, it was it's, just... it's kind of like I said, at the, end of, at the end of the day, just looking back on it, um, the one thing that I can learn is that – it's, it's like you said earlier on, you got to be like this. Everybody's got to be on the same page. Even though we kept the majority um, of our group, what people don't realize and how big of a influence Alex Johnson, CJ Williams, Deshaun oh Painter are, are on a Alex team. Johnson. You got you to gotta be able to have glue because um, – you know, we had expectations. So everybody in their mind, you know, they may be thinking, you know, I'm NBA. They may be thinking next level. All of our guys the previous year, the only thing we thought about was how can I have my teammates back? What can I yeah. do to help them out? We're talking on defense. If I'm guarding the ball, I'm not a good defender. But when I hear your voice and CJ Leslie's voice right behind me, hey, I got you, send them baseline, I have a lot more confidence guarding somebody. 
Um, it just all goes hand in hand. And that's one of the things I look back on it too. I don't, I don't want to call it a regret because I don't, I don't want to feel like I have regrets in life, but it's just one of those things that you, you got to stay tight. You know, you got, you got to care about your teammates success just as much as yours. And if you can find a way to do that, the success will come with the team for sure. Scott, I believe I'm with you. I'm with you 100%, man. And it's like, like I said, those two years, I take it with me since I've been playing, you know, pro ball. I've made sure yeah. I made it a, a, a fact. I've made it a, for me, when I go to Europe, when I go to Israel, the locker room, we're going to be good. You know, yep. the locker room, we're going to be smiling. We're going to be joking. And if there's anything, any internal problems, we're going to close the door and we're going to handle it internally. We don't yep. let the, this internal thing go outside this locker yep. room. And then when it's done, it's done. It's squash. We're going to the next day because we all go in the woods together. Those two years taught me that, man. And I've taken with me since, you know, since then. Everywhere I've played that, I've made yeah. sure that my locker room is good. We all, we have no problems because you can't, you can win a couple games if you got problems, but you can't win a championship if you got internal problems. It's, it's yep. imp- unless, unless you got five Michael Jordans on your team, bro. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. And that's what, if there is any, you know, younger kid watching, um, it's being able to be held accountable. Don't take everything personally. You know, if someone says, hey, you ain't working hard or hey, you know, you got to pick it up. That's the one thing looking back is being able to hold everybody accountable and not taking it personally. Because I feel like nowadays every kid out there just somebody says something that they don't like and they just take it automatically, you know, uh, personal instead of just was I really working, you know, yeah, you know, or just, yeah. or just, or just don't be a Deshaun Painter. That's my guy. I love him. Just don't leave, leave your squad <laughs> hanging and transfer to Old Dominion. <laughs> oh man, hey, I when D Paint listens though, to this, he Deshaun gonna be Payton. coming for it. D Paint, we're we're gonna have to text him after him. this. So man, many shots I, out to D Paint. We but yeah, that's the yeah, thing. We, tell him. He, we he coming over later. I would tell him his name was all over the podcast today. I, I kept his <laughs> name alive. Because he transferred, though. <laughs> That's my God, though. I love the dip. Though. For, sure. My- For sure. So we're going to talk about the, the transition. So me and you both made it. You go you go from playing college basketball to, uh, you know, we're both, you know, have our fingers crossed that possibly we get drafted, picked up on NBA team. Doesn't always work out. It's not, all, not in the cards for everybody. Looking mm-hmm. back on it, it didn't matter. We both are having, you know, great uh, careers overseas. Talk about that transition um, and your expectation. I didn't, that's the one thing I remember. I was, I was, I don't want to say scared, but I was like, I'm, I'm playing against grown men now. This is, mm. you know, in college, you're playing guys that, you know, three years older than you, Max. I'm, I yeah, came over yeah. there and I had like a 38 year old on my team. Talk about <laughs> the transition, you know, of that. And obviously you start getting paid. Everything kind of starts changing. Talk about that transition. So I would say living in Atlanta prepared me for that. I think living in Atlanta prepared me for going across. Um, I mean, I don't know, just just how I was already um, kind of brought up. I was already, I was okay with being by myself, you yeah. know. So going over there was no problem. Um, playing against older guys, Atlanta prepared me for this because you know we always and pick up. We didn't. It was probably a few of us you know, that was older than us. Um, yeah. I mean, on the same age as us. But AU, we played three levels up my entire year, my entire yeah. AU career. So, like, I was always used to it. Of course, we lost to the NC State, but we was still also always playing against, you know, the Marcus Melvis, Julius Hodges, yeah. and, and P. 
people from Shaw, people from, you know, all the former players were still coming to the Dell Center to play pickup. Yep. So um, I wouldn't say I lost it so much, but I really think Atlanta prepared me to be able to play against older men. And then, you know, I was, Scott, you you was, you know, 6'6", six, six, toothpick with a, with a cannon, you know, with a cannon. I was, you know, I, I was, uh, I was, I'm pretty, I was big. I'm pretty big. Yeah. So I, I, and I like that game. You know, I love that physicality because, you know, yeah. I come from playing football. So I was pretty excited. I think the most thing I was, nervous about was the food man you know i was i was more <laughs> nervous about what am i going to eat yeah if they don't that speak culture english change that nobody, oh, man, the culture nobody even thinks of oh, man like they don't speak english like how am i going to get around i can't drive a stick you know i was thinking about <laughs> how am i going to live they want me to play basketball in a different country and i don't know how to speak it you know so yeah i was i, I was more concerned of of survival <laughs> you yeah. know i was more concerned of okay am i gonna make it or am i gonna have to go back to the crib you know and, and do something but all in all you know once you get there you don't understand that you know they 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 speak just enough good enough in most countries they speak just enough english to get you around yeah. and you're gonna learn for yourself you know it's not yeah. you're not gonna put you somewhere where it's just you know dangerous or whatever the case so you're gonna figure it out and i think within my first two weeks where was i my first year um, in France, Gravelines, France. They oh, gave me no. a stick. Yes, they gave me a stick. And I, of course, you just said, I don't, you heard me say, I don't know how to draw a stick. So I land, I have a stick. I didn't get, nobody picked me up from the airport. My name is in this little, little Honda in a, in a driver tag. And there's a stick. I get in the car. So I'm at the airport for an hour trying to start the car, just trying to start the car. And uh, for two weeks, I'm driving. It. I, I finally get it. But for two weeks, I'm driving the stick around and I'm at practice, stuck at practice for like two hours. I'm like, OK, I'm done. I'm leaving this car here and I, I'm taking a taxi. So I haven't drove a stick since my rookie year and I never will again. But, you know, it's just that culture shock, man. It's just that you have to learn. You're not you, you can't you got to get out of your ways. You know, you got to yeah. adapt to a whole different culture, a whole different society. You have to learn how to be OK. When, yeah. when when it's not okay. You know, yeah. when you and you're don't alone. Eat, you're yeah, alone. You don't want to eat a shawarma or, you know, you don't want a, a falafel or something, you know? And yeah. you just want a regular hamburger or something. You, know, yeah. you just got to, yeah. you, you have to, you have to realize that you, you have to come with terms, but okay, I have to adapt to my surroundings. Yeah. And I learned yeah. it very quick. I learned it very quick. And I, I, didn't, I never had a problem with it. Uh, my biggest problem was driving that stick. That was my biggest problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember um, my biggest problem was just being away from home. Um, you know, there's a big time change, so you're trying to get a hold of people. Mm. They're at work. They're so you at can't work, even yeah. get a hold of them. So, yeah. I mean, there's really no time to get a hold of anybody. So you're, you're kind of mm -hmm. out there on the island, um, and that's where I, I felt like it was tough just not having anybody to talk to about, you know, all these changes, uh, you know, like you said, you want a hamburger, you can't find, you can't find a hamburger. Um, that's one of the things we, we, but we, we adapted and had, you know, eight, nine years over there. That's, that's mm -hmm. all you can ask for. So we, we Man, can't complain. Can't complain at all. It was beautiful. It was beautiful for me. Yep. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, yep. Talk about, so we've got an Israeli national team member with us. Talk about how that came about and how, how, how much fun was that? Because I can only imagine playing on a national team. Uh, so to kind of talk about that a little bit. Man, it's, man, being from America, you know, we, 
don't get this opportunity unless you're in the NBA, you yep. know, unless you play with like the FIBA Americas um, or something like that. But for me, man, it kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. My first year in Israel, um, so I, I, let me back up. I'll tell you this quick story. My agent sends me the contract for Israel, and I'm like, whoa, why are you sending me here? Like, did I make you mad? What are you doing? You know, like, are you trying to send me to a third world country where, you know, they're this is this is not okay, man. You're gonna get fired, you know. So yeah. he's like, no, just try it out. You know, it's not what you think, blah blah blah. Eventually, I go over there. I fall in love. Yeah, fall in love. The first place I was in was in Naria. This was like uh, kind of on the uh, on the south, so on the borderline of like Jordan and all of this. But beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and my first year, so my first game, my team, my coach actually wanted to cut me. I literally had 30 rebounds, but I had 10 points. I missed probably almost every layup, every free throw. Coach wanted to cut me. So when I got winded this, I start, I step it up and I, my, so I, eventually I just go crazy. After the yeah. first year, my coach, uh, my agent said, you know, the Israeli government basically wants you to represent the national team. You know, they want you to be a part of the, the Israeli national team. We're going to host the Euro basket and we want you to be the starting center. And I was like, what? You know, what are, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. What I got to do? What, what do I need to do? So, I mean, it kind of took off from there. Uh, they got me my passport, man. I played I played with the Israeli national team. We hosted the Eurobasket. Uh, we beat Germany. Dennis Schroeder. It's probably one of the best games of my career, actually, um, overall. Um, who else do we, we – we, I played against Lithuania. Barely lost to them. The big dude, Jolis Falchunas. You know, now yeah. I think I'm big, but dude's a dude's a dude's a statue. Dude's a, a mannequin. You know, yeah. he's humongous and he can move. You know, I'm, I I know he's big, so I'm thinking like, okay, I'm gonna get around him. You know, he's not yeah. quick. No, no, he can move his puppies. He can move his puppies. There's no getting around the big dude. You know who he 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 reminds me of Ragnar Lofbrook. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, a good uh, one. I, I, yeah, yeah, no body. I'm talking about body size, and all, bro, dude. And he's an even better, even better person. Uh, shouts out yeah. to Bob Tunis. Um, but it, it taught it, that that national team experience, man. That was it. Great, it was great, man. It, it brought, it gave me connections to to people um, that still that's living over there um, now. That's that's playing. It, it was an eye opener because again, you know, coming from America, we don't have that opportunity. So to be able to play in the Eurobasket at such a high level, that's kind of like right under the NBA. You know, I was playing against NBA players. So like for yeah. me, it was like a dream. It was literally a dream come true. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna go on kind of now to um I, I haven't not one podcast have I talked about this man. And I should have I should have done it before then. What's that? Kirk Brown, KB. K Bizzle. So we need that's to not K Bizzle. That's my People, if you know me, then you know KB. Scott, you know how I rock with K. That's like, that's my, that's a pops to me. That's my mentor. That's my, that's my guy. And I'm gonna tell you something. When K caught, he don't like this either. He, I, I we ain't talking about it, but I know he don't like it. I call KB, we'll be on the phone. Before we get off the phone, I'll be like, okay, love you. And I'm gonna tell you, I love you too, man. Hang up the phone real quick. K don't <laughs> like the show emotional. He don't like the show any type of emotional attachment. But I know KB loved me, man. I know he let me, you know what I'm saying? I know that's my guy. That's my guy, man. So Shouts we, out to KB. We got to give him a shout out. because So he's been, I mean, he's been the equipment manager there for ever. Man, Coaching KB, changes, man. Man, transfers. Keith, that's, that's a less, that's, that's, that's a less title, man. He's been more than equipment manager, man. You know, yeah. He, he to those players, 
you know, he's dating mentor too. I know that he is, you know, yeah. to have that type of room, that corner where you can walk in freely, comfortable, speak, you know, and, and, and be, and, and have that type of advice from a guy like KB, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's, that's, he's definitely, he's more than equipment manager to me, man. He was, he was everything. And I know to those kids now, they, they, they definitely cherish him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I love KB to death and he's a pure soul. Definition yeah. of a pure soul, definition of a, 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 a loving character who just wants people to succeed and don't want nothing back from you because this yeah. is very rare. This is very rare to find people who just want to give you the world and don't want nothing back. You know, can help yeah. you in any way they can and, and they don't want nothing back but to see a smile on your face. And uh, that's my guy, man. I love that yeah. dude. Yeah. And that's why I got to get, I had to get him on here. So that's one of the ones I want to get on the podcast. I can tell you this. Uh, KB is one of the greatest people I've ever met, uh, but he's the worst Agreed. referee there is. He's the worst referee Agreed. there is. Agreed. He sees what referee. he wants. He sees worst what referee. he wants. Gosh. It's been Listen. some fights started in Dale Center because of KB's officiating. Yeah, and he don't know <laughs> if you play if you play twos or threes on the short court at the Dale, he don't know how to oh, keep score either. Nah, nah, he jumping. He don't know how to add. He jumping <laughs> at score. <laughs> All right, so we're going to kind of just – Real quick, obviously, I don't know how much much you've seen. Uh, I, I went to practice the other day. Obviously, when we're overseas, you know, we can catch a few games, not a lot. Um, let's kind of talk about this this NC State team. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, if you don't know a lot, don't don't get into it too much. But just uh, kind of talk about your expectations for this year. I, you know, I've seen that where they they've got preseason ten. So you know, obviously, I think they should have a chip on their shoulder and and uh and you know, kind of like we said, you got to have that, that tight knit amongst the people in that building to know that you know it's you against the world nobody's really for you um kind of talk about your expectation for the team this year well i'm not gonna say i have i'm not gonna say i have any type of expectations but i honestly think this is where uh we messed up <laughs> you feel me this is where we got shot in the foot we was paying attention to espn we were paying attention to yeah. all of these tv things and you know we're six. So in hindsight, we probably started feeling like we're six, you know, yep. walking around campus like we're six in the nation, you know, going to class like we're six, you know, those little yep. things. So I'm that's not a great point that I've never even thought. That's a great point that yeah. I've never even thought of. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I expect them, you know, to do this and, and do that. I expect them to go out there and play hard, dive yep. on the floor and, and go balls out. You know, I expect them to follow command from their from their leader, which is Kevin Keats, and uh and just go hard every night. Yeah. Um I seen the other day that they was like the most uh was like most scariest player to go against was Manny or something yep. like this. Yeah. So they gonna vote him like that and then put us, you know, 10th. That's definitely put a chip on your shoulder. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah at some at some at some extent they definitely respect us because they named our center, you know yeah, the most scariest to go against on defense. So they respect us to a certain extent, which is now the ball is in our court as it is, you know, in, in yeah. every other season. So, like I said, I'm not going to say, say I expect them to do this or that, but they know what they got to do. They know how to handle business. Yeah. And I, I believe um, I believe Coach Keese is getting them, getting getting the soldiers right for war. Uh, yeah, they all he, start he got, zero, he, he zero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they everybody, zero, zero. Everybody's zero. Everybody's even right now. And uh, they and they, I said, they working. I know one thing, you know, Keith ain't going to shy away from them putting the boys to work. And, yeah. you know, and, and it's going to show, you know. So, uh, 
I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm happy to be home and to be able to. I'll be in attendance at every home game, yeah. every uh, maybe some of the away games, but uh, every home game I'm in there. I, I'm I'm super excited to uh to be a part of to be a part of this as a former player, man. It's super exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, just to be able to walk in the Dale now. Well, let me let me back up. Let me back up. It's it's, <laughs> it's super excited to be able to walk to the games. You know when they when they yeah. come off. Well, that's what I said. I said that when I got home, when I, when I got back from overseas, it's like, dude, it had been eight years since I've been to PNC and watched a game. Man, damn. that's crazy. That's longer for me. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's that's crazy. So now you're gonna get that opportunity. That's gonna be that's gonna be great. All right. So the next the next segment we got, I'm I'm creating a name. We're gonna call it the Starting Five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called the Starting Five. It's just five questions. Some of them are kind of serious. Some of them are goofy questions. So you can have fun with it. So. The starting five uh, is brought to you by Reef Ivy. Need a local real estate agent? As we all know, the real estate market is crazy right now. Maybe you have questions, or maybe you just need an honest opinion about a trusted real estate professional to ensure your best interest is protected. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, call Reef Ivy at Dogwood Properties. For a seamless home buying and selling experience, give Reef Ivy a call. Special audience, if you're considering the possibility of buying or selling a home, call Reef at his personal cell phone number. Free buyer, seller, or investor consultation. His number is 919-995-3111. Again, it's 919-995-3111. He's the best in the triangle and a personal friend. He's also a state grad. So please give him a call if you have any real estate questions. So let's get into these questions, all right? So have fun with them. It's not too serious, but what is your favorite memory in an NC State uniform? My favorite memory. Man, when we, you know what? I got too many. I got too many, but I can tell you one. I remember the smile on Javier Gonzalez's face when we beat Duke at the PNC <laughs> Arena. He had, I seen all hundred of his teeth. You know, it's very hard to get, it's very hard to get Javier to smile. You know, he's very calm. He's a very, yeah. he's cool, cool guy. He's a very cool guy. So, and I've seen all hundred of Javier's teeth when that buzzer went off, man, it was, it, it, it gave me chills. You know, he, yeah. he was, it, it, him and Farnold, they wanted that. I mean, of course we all wanted it, but they yeah. wanted it so much, you know, and to see that big smile and he got picked up, Farnold got picked up by the, by the fans. Um, that was one of the, I'll, I'll never forget that. It, it really gave me the chills to see. I, I swear I've seen all hundred of his teeth, man. I, I seen all of his molars, everything in his, I seen <laughs> everything. So like that showed me how happy he was. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, that's, and that's one that you normally, you don't, don't get it's someone's someone else's success. That's, and that's the great part about you and why we made up, we made it a great team. Uh, all right. The second question I have for you, if you could have dinner with two people alive or dead, who would you choose and why? I would choose my grandmother and my sister. They okay. both passed away. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be that, hey, uh, that, that's a great answer. So mm-hmm. third question, the best advice you've ever received and by who? The best advice I ever received by who? What's say about it? Hmm. This one gets a lot of people. Yeah. 
because I don't know if it's appropriate for me to stay on camera. <laughs> well, can you can you give it the most appropriate uh, version? Uh, let me think. I mean, honestly, man, I, probably the Mark Godfrey situation, man. Yeah. The Mark Godfrey conversation, man. You know, he told me to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> he told me to lose weight. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. I, I don't think I was so big in the first place. But um, when you think about, you know, on the basketball side of things and health-wise, I was yeah. way too big. <laughs> I was way too big. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I really think this was I, – I, I guess this would be it, the most appropriate, because, you know, he really put my head on straight to focus on basketball. Yeah. You know, and, and get my head off the off the court things that I was doing. So, I, I really I really think it was – I would say, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, next one is where where – was your favorite place to play at in college? Like if you could look back on it and you're like, I always played really well here. This is, I had good memories here. Where was your favorite place to play? PNC, 100%. We're going outside, outside PNC and outside Reynolds. Outside PNC, where I always played good. I always, I mean, it would be selfish of me because we always lost there. But I, I, at UNC, I played great all the time. That's fine. I think I put it. No, that's but that's, that's pretty selfish, though, because we lost every game there. So. But you can still, um, appreciate, you could still appreciate playing in the, in the gym because you felt like you always brought your best. That's fine. Mm, you can just blame. Nah, listen, nah. this is the one time you can say the other four players just didn't bring it that night. It's okay. You can put some blame nah, on nah, me. Nah, 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 I I can't gonna, that, I'll no. never feel bad. No, 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 no. I've got some famous quotes. Clemson. I got some famous yep. quotes when it comes to Carolina, so uh, it ain't gonna hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, Clemson. I well, feel like I always did my thing at Clemson, and they had yep. a pretty court. They, I had yep. a pretty court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, that's that's a good answer. So mm-hmm. I feel like we played Clemson, all right. So yeah, the last question, um, and this may this may be this is tough for a lot of people. Mm. Your your favorite place to eat on. Or around campus, so I'm talking maybe Western, a little bit of Avon Ferry, Hillsboro. So if you had to pick one place to eat, where would you? Well, go? you try to get me fired. You forgot where I work at. I know where you work at, but <laughs> this is just this is just in in the on campus. You, know, you didn't work there when we were in school, so don't forget that. You're right. You're right. You know I'm a Bojangles fanatic. Okay, that's I'm a good one. The Bojangles. You're my first you Bojangles. Huh? You're my first Bojangles. You're the first one that said Bojangles. I'm keeping oh, yeah? so all my podcasts. This this is this one question has been on the same one problem. I'm kind of keeping me a tally of what everybody's saying. So Bojangles. They, say they Bojangles said it's what? The first one. Bojangles is the first one I've got from. What they say? What people been saying? Amitos. Amitos uh, is, is a big one. Um, uh, a lot of the the older ones that I've had, you know, the Dewitts, the Chris Corcianis, they've mentioned the pizza place that used to be on Hillsboro that's not on Hillsboro anymore. Uh, Clues Coney has been a big one. Sammy's, um, Sammy's. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a big one. Um, so I need to get back to Amidios. I ain't been in a minute. I need to get back over. Yeah, there. check it out. You no, know, I need to, out. you know, shout out to Amidios because they got my they got my they got me on the wall over there too. Shout out Amidios. I'll be over there. There you go. Tomorrow. They, take, tomorrow, hey, me, uh, they take care of the former athletes too. They do. They take they care do. of the current athletes. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they do sure. a good job. So yeah, but no. man, shout out to Bojangles too. Shout out to NC <laughs> State. Shout out to Tally. Shout out to Case because I lived off those those uh th- those foods too. And shout out to the little breakfast 
the little snacks that they had at the at Dell my senior year when we finally yeah. got the room pass. We had some food. <laughs> yeah, now they have full spread. We missed out. They got bro, they got they got whole buffets down there. Yeah, we missed we missed out by a couple of years, but yeah, no, um, I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I appreciate all of uh, all of Wolfpack Nation uh, tuning in. Please, you know, oh, like, man. big follow, shout, subscribe. big shout out, big shout out to Wolfpack Nation. So, uh, you know, this is this is one of the ones that's close to me. I, I you know, I, I I say that you know, NC State has has given my family and 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 me personally every penny I have you know, is because of NC State. Richard is one of those that 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 completely agrees and says the same thing. Uh, I, I would be, I'd be lying to, to say that, you know, probably a thousand of my, I don't know how many points it is, a thousand of my points hands down came because this guy's setting screens. Uh, so I appreciate it. The, the one thing we got is if the, if the big man jumped out, I, I would throw it right back into him. So we, <laughs> we, were, we were on the same page because hey. if he was going to get the ball, he knew, hey, Scott's going to come on. Yep. And if he ain't got nothing, I know exactly where it's coming. I knew it. <laughs> I, I, to, this day, to this day, I still, I'll go back and watch the video of us running follow because I love follow. I mean, I absolutely Man. love follow. I'd come Crack off it. that cross screen and come off that pin down. Uh -huh. First thing I do is throw it right back to uh -huh. you. So. I remember, bro. I remember. I'll tell you, if I do, we was talking about regrets. If I have one regret, I regret not passing you that ball in the corner of Kansas. <laughs> I, I regret not passing you that. Hey, what's up, big man? My Thank son been asleep. Oh, okay. Pop him on. Poppy. Come, come say here. hi. Come here. Come here. Come say hi. Come say hi. It's the future Wolfpack. Football, basketball, we don't know yet. It's pretty big. That's all right. It's future Wolfpack. What's up, bud? Big two. Say hi. Oh, ball. Oh, yeah, ball. Yeah. yeah. Mommy. There you go. So it's there we got future Wolfpack Wolf Nation. Huh? Hold up the Wolfpack sign. Future basketball player. We're throwing up the Wolfpack signs. I appreciate there you, Richard, go. coming on. <laughs> yes, there sir. My man. Yeah. We'll do it again soon, my man. Brother. I appreciate it. Always, brother. Yes, sir. I'll see All you, right. Scott. Yep. Love Take care. You,